The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into an hour two, it's Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. We welcome in Hall of Fame coach Gary Barnett, Colorado Northwestern, the Missouri Tigers Hall of Fame. Coach, a week away, man. Are you getting goosebumps or are you uh, just hammering film? How you doing? Well, you know what it's like. I'm not getting goosebumps. I got too many things to do. I'm, I, I have 100 guys I've got to learn new numbers and names for. And where they're from, that's a big deal because they're all from all over the place. So I, I spend most of my time just testing myself to know who they are. But uh, now no, I, I go to practice every day, still get a little golf in. And uh, I, I do have crunch time coming up, though. So that's it's getting pretty busy right now. Are you uh, are, are you learning Twitter handles, Coach? Is that going to be a thing from practice? No, that's not going to be that's <laughs> not going to be a thing by Coach Barnett. No, or Mark Johnson. I can tell you that. Okay, so, I, I was just wondering if if because that's well, I, pretty you know unique. What? I, I'm I'm wondering what they're going to put on the back of their jerseys. In fact, I'm going to ask that question today when I go to practice. Um, are they uh, going to put their Twitter handle or their mm. social media handle on their jersey, or are they going to put their name on their jersey? That'll be a, that's a good question to ask. I want to get your thoughts on just what do you expect? I know what you want as a head coach, but in a year one with a new offense, with new personnel, and this relates to Nebraska, this relates to Colorado, and I know Coach Prime's knows knows what what his son is at quarterback, but. You don't know all the pieces. You think you do, but what the heck can you expect in game one? TCU for you guys, Nebraska's at Minnesota. What's a, a fair take uh, on on a bar to reach for the offenses? Well, you know, one of the hard, one of the challenging things I think for you as a head coach, the first time you work with a coordinator uh, that's got a different offense than what you have used in the past is uh, you and your mind have a way of calling plays and, and uh, sequencing things and your new coordinator may see it completely different. And so you've got to be, you got to hold your tongue. You've got to buy into what he's doing and giving the, um, you know, your confidence and giving the full reign on the call in this game, there'll be some calls that, that Coach Sanders is going to make, I'll tell you. You know, he's, you know, I'm at their decisions like go for it, don't go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're in four down territory, be conservative, things like that. But, <clears throat> you know, when you, you see you're with a, with a new coordinator and you watch him call a game for the first time, you're, you're going, why and what's he doing? But you can't say that. And so you got you just got to settle in and trust your guys, you know, and and you know especially if your son's the quarterback. So it's it's uh, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested to see if, if Coach Sanders can bite that lip and and uh, let let the coordinators have a free run. When you look at Jeff Sims and Satterfield, and there's familiarity, of course, with Coach Rule and, and Satterfield, and really liked how. 
South Carolina ended the year, right? They they really wowed college football with what they did against Tennessee and then upsetting Clemson. Now, Spencer Radler is incredible. Different quarterback, but really fun skill set in Sims. If you look at putting a game plan together, you know, I, I think that Nebraska is going to lean on their run game, being physical, a couple of tight ends, they're thin at receiver, but – with Sims, I mean, you can you can do a lot of things with him, and and I don't know that asking him to throw thirty times a game's the the right take, uh, but I also think you can, based on your opponent, Coach Barnett, decide to to make him a runner versus just a scrambler. And I look at Nebraska maybe to do that here in a week. Yeah, I I think that uh, you know you're gonna you're pretty much going to center that offense around him mm-hmm. and he, you're going to have to let him run, I think. And um, it's, it's just, it's going to be, it's a great weapon. You know, that's the only time you have 10 blockers is when your quarterback runs the ball. So, um, you know, it's, it's an advantage for an offense that can do that, especially if you can come out and be physical early on because teams just aren't as physical in in uh, fall practices as they used to be. And so it's, you have a big advantage if you can come out of sprint, out of fall camp with a very physical football team. Really enjoyed some of Joel Klatt's comments this week on his podcast. The topic of Matt Rule came up and he talked about culture and the, the, the tone that was set at Baylor by Rule and, and then trying to kind of rebuild the culture in Lincoln, and it's it's apples and oranges, Baylor and Lincoln. Coach, talk a little bit about that culture element and how culture helps you win. I mean, it's such a talking point, and it's been a talking point in Lincoln for a lot of years because of all the change, but from your perspective here, tell me truly how culture can translate from a meeting room or team building to moments in the fourth quarter on a Saturday. Well, cultures, culture builds expectations is what it does. It fuels expectations. And uh, it, uh, the right culture won't let you think the wrong way. The, the, the culture that you want as a football coach is one that can't wait to get to the fourth quarter, can't wait to get to the tough situations because it creates a set of expectations for you uh, and demands for you as a player and on you as a coordinator or on you as a coach. And so that's what culture does. Culture creates expectations and it supports expectations. And it doesn't happen overnight. It gets built. You don't just take a pill and all of a sudden you got culture. <laughs> it, it, it's created over time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a metamorphosis, time, pressure, and heat. Uh, is what brings about the change and creates that tol- that culture. So it, it you've got to have all three of those, and that's that's what happens. And when you've got a culture, then when you someone new comes in, he has to adapt adapt to that culture, and he's got to know I'm not coming in to change this culture. I'm coming in to be changed. And so uh, all of a sudden now, uh, everybody, everybody, everybody that touches your players, everybody that talks to your players. Uh, is part of that culture and part of the expectations that get presented and, and uh, uh, or, uh, an awareness that you, you have it and you, you buy into it. 
Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, over under win total at six and a half for Nebraska. If you want to predict, great, but tell me why they can go six or better. Well, uh, first of all, they don't, they don't play Penn State or Ohio State. Okay. Okay. That, that's a big, big plus. Uh, you're opening with a Big Ten. You open with a Big Ten team that really doesn't know what you're going to do. And then you come back and you're playing a, guy, a team that was one in 11, two years in a row practically. So, uh, and trans got a whole new team, whole new coach. So, you know, there's, there's two games in the get-go, plus your scheduled wins that, that uh, a lot of teams have. So, you know, to me, you throw in the fact that you don't play Ohio State, you don't play Penn State, um, you know, there's, there's a good start on your seven wins right there. So, you know, you got to stay healthy. Obviously, everybody does, but uh, you got to keep your quarterback healthy. But, you know, Matt Rule knows how to build culture. And, uh, you know, he's going about the right way slowly and uh, assuredly. So uh, I think there's seven out there for Nebraska. I'm interested. What's What are the expectations around Colorado this year with Coach Prime? I mean, what's what's your read on putting a number next to, to see you this year? Well, if you uh, if you just pull people in within sixty mile radius of Colorado, you think we might win the national championship. <laughs> uh, but you know, just on paper, uh, knowing knowing the cultures, knowing the climate here, uh, you know, I would have, you know, three and a half is the over under at uh, Vegas, uh, and I would have said if you if you win four. That's that's uh, that's done. You're doing a pretty good job, but I, I'm I'm changing my mind a little bit. I'm moving more towards five and six, as to uh, after what I've seen and what I think is possible with this football team. What's changed your mind? Time, uh, you know, the fact that he's you know he's dealing with uh, Coach Sanders is dealing with seventy men. You know, he he's, he doesn't have a lot of boys. He's got 70 men out there, and um, they've already gone through all the uh, changes that, that happen to you when you first start college. They, they don't have those things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're men. They've done this. Uh, so, uh, I, and I just think that watching their coordinators work, their organizations, the, how smart they've been in practices, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking a little better than four. Coach, we talk a lot about momentum for Nebraska and can they get that big win? Can they string some things together and kind of jumpstart uh, a year one? And it was a Hail Mary, right? We go back to the Riley era, BYU, his opener went sideways. Uh, Nebraska gets the game canceled and then Colorado loses, uh, beats Nebraska in year one of Frost. So it's it's been some time. Speak to that moment of momentum for you, if you can, about your stops at, at Northwestern. And then also when you came back to Colorado, was there a, a turning point moment that helped you get downhill in a good way? Well, um, you know, at Northwestern, we open up with 
Notre Dame and we beat Notre Dame. Now that should change all the momentum in the world for you. For, <laughs> you know, the most losing football team in the country for 40 years. Uh, but then we come back and we lose after being up 27 to nothing to uh, Miami of Ohio. We lose 28-27. So all, all that momentum just sort of fell right out of the boat. Uh, but three weeks later, we go to Michigan and we beat Michigan. That was a moment. At that point in time, you're legitimate. At that point in time, you believe in yourself. And, um, you know, that, that sort of happened to us at Colorado as well. Uh, we, we beat A&M. We beat uh, in, in 2001. We beat A&M. We beat, I forgot who it was, back-to-back. And so, you know, that, that – and then finally Ohio State – or Iowa State – in a big game before we played Nebraska. Yeah. So, you know, we were building then. and uh, But the, the, mo- the one you really remember, or I do, is the Northwestern thing. Mm. Coach, you had a chance to watch Swamp Kings at all on the Florida Gators teams with Urban Meyer? No, I haven't. But I, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to get up in the middle of the night and watch that sometime. Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, and just to see... Uh, how how Florida was built. There were not not everything at, at Florida was covered. So we'll we'll circle back to that when you get a chance to see it. Uh, Nebraska lost their president Ted Carter. He took the Ohio State job uh, from a coaching perspective. Uh, talk to me about the administrative administrative relationships. Uh, Carter was a a big advocate for Matt Rule. They really connected. Now that's uh, not there anymore after the first of the year. Was that something you were in tuned to? Uh, not only your AD, but also the, the president of the university uh, from a, an alignment standpoint, philosophy standpoint. How big was that for you? Huge. It, it, you know, it's absolutely. Uh, we, we don't do probably what we did at Northwestern without a change in presidents. And not, I mean, the president we had was, was a really good guy, solid. He was a tough guy. But another, the new president, Henry Beaning, came in and it was, a, it was a completely different attitude. Same thing with athletic directors. They can be huge if they're the right guy. And so if you're a coach, and I locked my president at Colorado uh, six months after I was here, too. And um, it ended up being a really challenging situation as a result. Uh, you, don't, you don't know it right away. It's You've got to go through fire first to for you to really find out where people are. And so for me, that was huge. Um, an AD change was, was problematic as well for me. So I think any coach that loses the guy that hires him, uh, either president or athletic director or a combination of that, like I did, uh, it's really problematic for the football coach. So dig in. <laughs> few more minutes. Gary Barnett continues with us. Hail Varsity Radio. Good stuff from Barney on, well, that Nebraska brand if things get shook up in seven years. I know that's been a big talking point, but based on some of Trev's comments, uh, he's not resting or putting his feet up. Uh, win now is kind of the mentality, and you got to have it, get back to some recency and some relevancy. Uh, more with Coach Barnett on the way here. We'll have a little bit of time. Danny Burke also joined us, Vison Sports Network. His thoughts on the college football weekend ahead. 
What do you think of the Irish and the number they're laying? Uh, college football is here. NFL preseason and some Major League Baseball with Danny. Reminder about you and buckling up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries only if properly worn. Buckle up. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Podcast is for you. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Can uh, download the segment or the entire show. Also, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. More with Coach Barnett on Hale Varsity Radio continues. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Gary Barnett with the Hale Varsity Radio. Thank you for those kind words. I, I'm interested. Also, Coach, we may get to a point as expansion happens and mergers continue that you just have. Uh, one one league where you, you you could have an SEC and Big Ten combo or the halves of college football. I'm asking you about Nebraska's brand value. And, and Trev Alberts had his weekly show last night. And there, there's urgency in Trev. There's urgency in his voice about Nebraska needing to, to, to get it picked up again and start winning. Brand is one thing, eyeballs another for Nebraska, but they've not won in a while. Would they be in danger? Could they be in danger? Uh, I want your outside perspective of being left out of that that in crowd of top college football programs. I think the only danger that they would be in is if if they just uh, stink it up this year or next year. I mean, their brand is good. It's, it's about value. It's going to be about value. Mm-hmm. Do you bring value? Do you sell out crowds? Do you get TV eyeballs? Do you bring money into this group and, uh, and value? Uh, are you something that uh, is a welcome piece of this conference or this big league that we're talking about? So I think Nebraska is okay, but they, I think they're fine. I think they're better than, than a lot of people. But they now they really do have to they do have to win, and um, it's you know not this year, but over the next two or three or four years as this sort of thing continues to unravel, um, they've got to provide value. There's got to be proof of that value. Last thought, coach, and this has been going around with the, the media days and different college coaches being pulled on. Uh, things outside of football. You've seen it with all the ACC coaches. You've seen it SEC coaches, Big Ten coaches, and uh, favorite music, favorite movie, favorite food. So I'm going to ask you, your favorite band, your favorite movie, and I know, I, I think I'm going to put money on on, on uh, barbecue ribs, but I'm going to ask you your favorite food. Uh, really? Uh, you're going to do this to me. Uh, Do you not? My favorite, are you not my, down? My favorite, I mean, you, you, <laughs> I, my favorite my favorite band is going to be a tie between the Ozark Mountain Daredevils and the Rolling Stones. Okay. okay. Uh, my favorite movie might be Tin Cup. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite food. Uh, come on, Mary, give me some help here. <laughs> you know, uh, anything with Brussels sprouts and cucumbers. Really? So, All right. Yeah. I thought you were going to go St. Louis rack of ribs on me. That's what I want. Uh, I don't like St. Louis ribs. I'd go. I got to go pork loin, uh, baby backs. If okay. I'm do that. 
right. I'm a rib guy. I'm a, but I like fish. I'm a, I'm a big fish guy. Sea bass, particularly. Really? So, okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. Thank you for answering that. It's going to... You know. Actually, I'm going to back up, Chris. I'm going to back up shrimp. Any kind of shrimp is my favorite food. So... You just can't decide. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Ozark, uh, yeah. What was their hit? They, I'm sure they had many. But... Jackie Blue, Jackie Blue, if you want to get to heaven. So the lead singer in that band, Steve Cash, and I were roommates in college. And so really? I, yeah, we, uh, you know, I was there when they started this whole thing, and then they made it big, and Steve's passed on, but uh, it's, it, they're legends around my part of the world. That's really cool. Man, did he... Uh... Ever offer you a backup singing gig? Can you carry a tune? <laughs> no, but we both wrote books and we changed the books. And I think he wrote a better one than I did. But uh, uh, no, it was it was crazy watching those guys just get famous. And uh, so that's my group. Man, good stuff, Coach. You have a good week. Thanks for the time. All right, Chris. Talk to you later.